0: Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow show, where the goal is to provide you tips and tools to create and execute your business plan for success. Welcome back to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow show. My name is Allison Turner. I started these interviews about a year ago because I really love entrepreneurship and I believe that each of us can learn from another. So whether you're brand new to business, you've started a business, or even a seasoned business owner, I find that each of these shows is different, and even the seasoned business owner can learn from some of my guests and what's being shared here. So today, I'm honored to have with me Paul Fink, who is also known as the Maverick Millionaire. He's one of the foremost authorities in business and personal development today. His mission is to guide you to reach your ultimate goals and dreams by sharing his vast array of skill sets acquired over 30 years of sales, marketing, and entrepreneurial experience so you can become all you were always meant to be. So welcome, Paul. I appreciate your time and coming on as a guest today.
1: Thank you so much, Allison, for having me here. It is an absolute pleasure. Uh, Looking forward to Sharing with the audience and with all of you where my journey has been over now. It's almost 40 years. Uh, I have to update I've been that an bio entrepreneur. then. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, every time you want to make it easy for people and, uh, yeah, I've started right out of college as an entrepreneur. So it's been wow. now 36 years, uh, right out of college. I, I, I did the fast track, never worked for anybody a day in my wow. life. I've uh, really? always been that entrepreneurial straight commission sales or running my own running my own ship uh, every step of the way.
0: Huh. So what did you come out of college doing? I don't think I knew that so, about you.
1: <laughs> so I was, went to college for a psychology degree. I was absolutely I was going to become a clinical psychologist and went through, got my degree. And as I was going through, I did an internship with a partial hospitalization program, started interviewing people that were actually using it in the real world and realized, ooh, need another eight to 12 years of schooling. Oh, but wait a second, what I really am fascinated with meant that I was going to be on 24 hour suicide watch. I was going to be taking care of people that were really in in need, which is the, the, the great part of it, However, the rewards with all that all that uh, responsibility, the rewards were another eight to twelve years of schooling and about thirty to forty thousand dollars in pay. And that <laughs> went, And I went, maybe, maybe, just maybe, I, I want to do something different. And I started taking a ton of business classes when I was still in college. And when I graduated, graduated with a psychology degree and trained to be in clinical psychology. However, I went right into business, went right into straight commission sales. And so I went into the medical field for about 10 years, dental field as well, sold and distributed almost everything there is in both of those fields, from cotton rolls to lasers and everything in between, all with um, uh, joint ventures, with being manufacturer, repping, uh, distributions, having my own distribution companies. And it taught me a a ton. However, right out of college, started off within one year, had seven salespeople working for me. Um, (laughs) It was pretty dramatic and stepped right into it. Talk about, uh, I look back and go, how did I have the guts to do what I did? Right, And two, the realization that I knew nothing. And there was so much of that rookie syndrome that I just dared <laughs> to step up and create create the mayhem and dared to live with the consequences all while I was learning. And that was so much of my twenties.
0: That's that's fascinating because I mean I think most, I mean, I think about back to my times of twenties and you know, you're trying to figure out what you want to do and do you want to do this or that. And I don't Well, I know I didn't have the guts to, I don't, that way anywhere in my radar of, of thinking of like, let me just go work for myself somewhere. Um, but how did you have the confidence? And then what you know, did like did you have entrepreneurial people in your family, parents, no. grandparents, any of those? Or like, how did you have the confidence to come out of school and be like, I'm just going to go work for myself? I'm not going to like, so- you know.
1: In, in, in reflection, and some of the people here in the audience will, uh, uh, relate and resonate with this is that in reflection, I look back and go, Oh man, I must have been really confident. I must have had really great, great guts to go forward. The truth of the matter was that I was just so anti authority that <laughs> there wasn't any choice. And so kind of explains my branding of Maverick nowadays. Mm-hmm is that I was I was definitely I, I'm not gonna be told what to do don't tell me what I'm leave me alone I'm gonna go do this on my own because I don't want to listen to you and that was really where uh, the guts and everything that other people look at I go oh look at the confidence and the guts it was really I'm not working for them so I got to figure out something else
0: Yeah but that still takes I mean regardless oh, of what absolutely. you just said I mean it still takes confidence it still takes. You know guts and it still takes right i mean balls really to like go out and be like yeah i'm gonna yeah. do this on my own i'm not gonna work for anyone else and i'm still gonna make a decent amount of money right um you know i have an 18 year old stepdaughter at home and you know that's even though she started she's talked about starting a business down the road but you know it's not on the radar right this second you know and she's 18 um probably not gonna do college right this second at least um you know, because right. she's too enthralled with making the money <laughs> to do other things. So um, but I think, you know, there's there's just something that drives someone like yes. yourself. Were you in athletics at all? Were you in other, you know, goal focused activities that maybe had gave you some not, kind of background?
1: Not as much. And, and I will say that, you know the first goal was listen i'm i'm not going to listen i'm going to do it my my own way and i'm going to figure it out what i learned early on and this is a mantra that i've had for a long time that i've now realized that's what i was doing and now it's a absolute is say yes first and figure it out second
0: <laughs> yeah
1: and so many people get um get in the game or want to get in the game And they're like, yeah, I want to do that. And as soon as I map it out, as soon as I figure things out, as soon as (laughs) I've got it all laid out, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm doing it, man. I'm going to do it. And instead, when from early on, I just started saying yes. And I said yes. And then said, all right, now I'm committed. Now what do I do? And figured out the next step. I was in straight commission sales and I had figured out how to do this. I was in the medical field and the company that that um, I was working with that was paying straight commissions, so I was submitting my my business to this one company. Well, they went out of business and they went out of business abruptly. They were actually uh, investigated by the feds and they got shut down. So now I was <laughs> in this position where, where there was a whole bunch of people that were kind of now didn't know what to do, didn't have a home. And yet my thought was, well, if they've got nowhere else to go, I'll just build a platform so that they can come be with me. And start. And that was one of my first major companies is I started a company so that all these other people that were kind of lost sheep from this company that had closed down suddenly, now were reporting to me. And I was 22, going into 23, <laughs> wow. and and I just said yes, and and in that thought, like oh well, they need a home. I'll create a home, and in that way, within two weeks, I created a business for the really the first time, created a business, created an LLC, uh, created a flyer, a brand, a, a, a logo, and and. Flyers for them to be able to distribute and sell from the marketing material that I created all within two to three weeks. Right. And it was with the seed of thought and then saying, well, let's do that. What do I have to lose? And so many people go into their, their life with, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I need to protect. I need yeah. to hold on to. And one of the key components to think about, especially for the people that are the younger people here, and we see it on both spectrums, the younger ones that when I was young, I just said, hey, what do I have to lose? So many people today go, oh, no, I, I can't lose. I, I can't give this. I was like, what are you protecting? You own nothing. You have no <laughs> right. assets. You, you, you have a couple thousand dollars in the bank and you're afraid of losing all all what? All that? Right risk it all you'll be able to make it up in a month yeah even when you lose it all and start all over again and so that understanding early on that seed of thought of what do i have to lose Mm -hmm. is really key and especially when you're younger and you have nothing risk it all because you can replace nothing really quick
0: (laughs) with more nothing Uh, right yeah well, and that you know, because that's so foreign to me because I was not that person back in my 20s. I was that person of like, oh, you know, let me go do this. And even though I worked in social services, so it's not like I was making a lot of money because I wasn't, um, no. I was going down that psychology route without the, the higher level degree. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I probably was more that than, you know, where right. you said you were as sorry as saying yes, I'm more in the saying yes mode now. But it took me years to get here, and even earlier when I started this business with a business partner back in uh, probably about ten years ago, and I we were very different, didn't belong in business together. Figured that out when we got in business together, and so that didn't you know that it lasted all of uh, maybe a year or two where we were in business together, and then I kind of bought her out of the company and took it over, and then I was like, oh crap, you know, now I got to close sales because I was more the person that networked and I would bring you know, potential clients in. And then right. she was a great closer. Right. So that's how I did it. And then I was like, oh, I guess I have to eat. So I'm going to figure out how to close right. these <laughs> close these sales. Because I'm like, I guess I got to figure this out. But I've always been that planner that you talked about, that person that, oh, let Methodical. me just, you know, before I launch this, let me like, right. you know, put all these pieces together. And so now I'm like, okay, well, that's good enough. And I really watched this podcast to get Jack, who you've met, to launch his flipping TV show, which he still hasn't launched for that same reason <laughs> because I'm just like, yeah. I watched this cause I had launched the podcast in 2020, but it was just me speaking and it was audio only. And I did about six episodes. And, and then I relaunched this a year ago. And I think I've done, I release an episode like once a week. So I think I've done 52 or 53 episodes that I've released and, right. uh, and, yeah, and but he still hasn't launched the TV. I'm like, just launch something. I said, and then you can add to it. Like, it doesn't have to be like the perfect thing, like right when you launch it and that's what you want. Like, just start with this piece of it and then add to it. Right. And then, you know, eventually you get the show you want. Um, right. But I, for some reason, that's a challenge. But I didn't used to, I used to be more on his side of things. I'm like, oh, I can't do this yet. You know, like it's just not there yet. <laughs> so, but I got focused. I, I mean, how
1: yeah, go I got ahead. focused early on on that. On One is say yes and, and step into it. Just do it. And the second is getting focused in on exactly what you want. And that's really key. Most people don't know what they want. I go on stages and I speak all around the world and mostly in the United States from coast to coast. And as I get on stage and I talk to people, I'm like, all right, so what do you want? And everyone raises their hand. Oh, yeah, I want financial freedom. I want abundance. I want to be able to be rich. And well, I said, well, you ask 100 people what's rich mean? Right. What's that look like? There's 100 different answers. What does financial freedom mean? 100 different answers. What's security mean? 100 different answers. And so you've got to get really clear. You know, The universe will deliver to you exactly what you want. Only when you tell it a vague notion of what you want, it's going to deliver to you a vague notion of your life. And that is really key. And so getting clarity, what do you want? Do you want a million dollars? Do you want a podcast? Do you want a TV show? Do you want a coaching program? What does that look like? How many clients? How much money do you want to be bringing in a month? Get really granular with the details. Once you decide what you want, you've got to have a strong why you want it. And that's the rest of the story is the motivation. It's like, yeah, hey, yeah, yeah, I want to, I want a million dollars. And everyone says that I want a million dollars. <laughs> Are you willing to do the work? Are you willing to put forth the effort? Are you willing to put forth the sacrifice to do whatever it takes to create that million dollars? when the answer is on a scale of 1 to 10 well about an 8 <coughs> you know or even a 9 give it up just go home go back to a job go back to whatever you think you you had before it's not going to happen and all those goals and dreams are never going to come into fruition you've got to want what you want at a level 10 right a commitment level of a level 10 which means you'll do whatever it takes and and I add, some people argue with me, so I add a few things. Legal, morally, and ethically, you'll do whatever it takes to create that that goal, to achieve what you want to achieve. Right. I didn't get that last part I- until, until I had some dramatic events in my life. Early on, I was playing, I was saying yes, I was stepping into it, only the results part were scattered were unfocused and so i was getting some good results some bad but it was all over the place and i didn't really care i was having fun and i was going through the process Mm
0: -hmm.
1: well then then i had a dramatic and you don't need to have these dramatic events in your life only it certainly helps as a catalyst for me it was having children and i have six children i have three sets of twins (laughs) <laughs> and, and so I forgot with, about that <laughs> with, with three sets of twins, six children, we had six children under six years old when the last set were born. Oh, and so <laughs> we were absolutely now o- almost overnight. Uh, the last two sets are 14 months apart. So almost overnight I went from uh, being okay. I was making about a hundred thousand having fun, just just creating some things here and there and doing my stuff to, oh my gosh, I'm bankrupt. Like it was overnight, oh, wow. the, the magnitude of bills that were coming in, the magnitude of expenses and taking care of six children was, was a dramatic shift. And that's when I got really clear. That's when I realized I needed to step up my game. I needed to focus in on results. I needed to get really clear on what my five, 10, 15, 20, year plan was rather than just kind of winging it. And that was a catalyst for me. And so go back now. Now my youngest is 21. They're huh. just graduating from college. Uh, 22 <laughs> is the second and 27 is the third set. And so we've gone through the test of time over the last 20 years, shifted everything in my life created abundance, got into real estate, got into understanding finances and wealth building, became a realtor, a mortgage broker, real estate investor, had a huge portfolio, uh, kept moving forward. People started tapping on my shoulder. How did you build this portfolio? In a couple of years, I had somewhere around five to ten million dollars in real estate and all this was happening very quickly. And people were like, how did you do this? And that's when I got into coaching. People started tapping me to to train them, to help them out with their stuff and move forward. So now that's been about 16, 17 years now in the coaching space, helping people build abundance, helping people realize they, too, can do this. They can take control of their life. They can take control of their future and create anything that they want, only they've got to want it. They've got to commit to it. They've got to be willing to do the work that it takes to make it happen. And yet it's the best journey in the world that I know. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't need to have six children. You do need (laughs) to have the desire and the why to create Mm. and go forth in the journey. And that's what I did. And it it really has uh, served me being clear on my why, my Mm. passionate relationship with my wife, who... We started dating 36 years ago. My uh, relationships with my children and how amazing they are. Uh, they're some of my best testimonials. And to now be working with people all around the world in helping them create that abundance.
0: Oh, that's fabulous. I've completely forgot about the six or the three sets of twins. I remember you yeah. say, saying that a couple of years ago. And then I of course. forgot. Funny thing is, I had. Lunch with a, f- a friend of mine who's pregnant with twins. Um, this is her only, probably her only two children. Um, but it, you know, she's in you her. 30s, never so, you never well, know. No, I know. She she yeah. says it's her only two. I think the her husband's got some different, uh, you know, aspirations there. But um, <laughs> so it'll happen. So yeah, I'm going to tell her now. They'll be like, "Hey, my guest has three sets of twins." <laughs> so because she knew I was getting ready to film this, so. But how do you, so you said, you know, you have to be all in and you have to be that 10, not the nine, not the eight. Sometimes I, you know, run into some of our younger generation today. Doesn't sound like maybe your kids are in this generation or, but some of the younger, like the 18 to, you know, young adult, let's just say that. And some of them aren't so focused. So they may want, you know, you see on social media all the time, they may want the millions of dollars, but the... Focus to get there and maybe the why, maybe they don't have the why, maybe that's why it's not a 10 at this point in time. Um, but you know, what would you say to someone that's young that, you know, wants that lifestyle, but maybe just isn't quite clear on, you know, how to really focus in on it.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately, I, I do believe that we've done, we've done a disservice to some of the younger generation and the younger generation we have told them that they that they don't need to work hard they they don't need to strive for for achievement that everyone must win that everyone must get an (laughs) award just because they showed up and that and that demotivates people creates an environment where As long as I show up, I'm going to get everything I need. I don't have to actually focus in or work or do anything with intentionality. I just need to show up, and and not even that, (laughs) and I still get an award.
0: It drives me nuts. like Like I'm I'm a sports person, so I grew up playing tennis, and and when that started, I'm just like, what is this? Like, what what do you mean everyone gets up tennis
1: with no scoring? Yeah. Oh. And, and and there's a point where you go, well, what are we doing? And so with, with that, uh, so many of our younger generation are in that scope of, oh, I'm just going to wing life and it'll be fine. And the people around them, they're in psychology, we used to call this codependent personality type. And a codependent personality type is, oh, it's okay. You don't have to do anything. I'll take care of you. Right. And so you're disabled. And I and I say that with respect that the younger generation, if they're not focused, they're not moving forward. They're not actually digging deep in in getting clarity with what they want and working towards it. Right. That's a disability compared to someone who is. Yeah. And with that, they they are now have people around them that support that that end up feeding them housing them taking care of them mm-hmm. long into I mean I I know people that have their 30 and 40 year olds living with them because God knows you know they're still finding their way <laughs> I, and and I can't even imagine and and that is part of it And so helping them to be really clear with you do not have a direction, you do not have a focus, you do not have a goal, chances are you will get exactly that. You will get a life that has no focus, no direction, no goal, no achievement, and you'll end up with very little. Is that what you want? Right. I am not here to tell people how to live their life. I'm here to tell people exactly what... Behavior X will deliver to them five, 10 years down the road. Yeah. And that's what I map out for people. And so when they come to me, and, and this happens with people at every stage, people come to me and say, well, I've been working for you know, the corporate world for the last 20 years. And yes, you know, really love this path. This is what I'm going to do. This is the direction that I'm going to take. And in 10 years, I'm going to retire. I say, right. Great how much money will you have in your pension fund saved up in your savings at that time and they tell me a number i said great how much money do you spend per year (laughs) they tell me that number i then map out i said without doing anything different you must you will be homeless at x number of years (laughs) it's inevitable yeah You'll, you, could re, you could invest it. You could make a 10% return. And one thing after another, your principal will diminish until the point where you've got nothing. In which case, you've got to either accept that you're going to be homeless and not be able to feed yourself or die. Jeez. And those are your choices. Right. That, and I'm, I'm not playing the games. Here's the numbers. I'll map out all the math for them. And so you can either make a change today to create a new world To create a new destiny for yourself that has passive income coming in, active income of something that you can really continue and do and enjoy for the next 30, 40, 50 years, or accept the fate of where you are now and what that's going to lead you to in 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. Right. And that's a clarity that at every age people don't get into that conversation about. They don't have anyone in their arena to actually tell them, this is the truth of your future. Yeah. Are you, Do you want to face it now or later? It's up to you. It's your life. Right. It's not mine. I'm good. Yeah. And and that's what I did with with my own world. And what I do for so many people now is just sit down and map it out. What do you want to accomplish in the next? Where do you want to be, more importantly, in 10 years from now? What's your lifestyle? What do you want to enjoy? How do you want to live? Unless you're doing whatever you do today is going to lead to that result in 10 years from now. So are you doing the things today that will lead you to the place that you want to be in 10 years? Right. When you're not, you must accept you're not going to be there in 10 years. (laughs) So if you want to be a influencer with a podcast and a TV show, like you were talking about your friend, Whatever he does today will lead to that in, let's say, five years. Right. Or he needs to accept he will not be there in five years from now, period. Yeah. And that's just a a realistic truthism that for him to say, you're right, I, I accept I will not be. Okay, clear. Right. Or you want to be? Let's get busy today. Let's do yeah. the thing today that'll create the life we really want. There's an old expression, uh, Give me five years, give me five years doing what most people will never do. I will give you the rest of your life being able to do what most people never get a chance to do. Hmm. This is really key. I got, I remember I started down that path and saying, oh, five years, five years, five years. And I remember I was actually teaching it. One day I had a slide up that said that exact quote and I was teaching it to an audience and I all of a sudden realized and started doing the dance right on stage (laughs) because I was in year six. Oh, wow. And the freedom that I felt Mm -hmm. internally because I knew I never would have to look back. Yeah. I would never have to reflect on, Oh, why didn't I do it? I had gone the distance and for the rest of my life, I'd be able to do what I wanted because I had built the foundation to lean to build skyscrapers on, to build an empire on. And I knew that because I had done what I had to do over that first five years.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes people, and I've done this myself, you know, feel like, oh, I don't have enough time, you know. And, And I think if you think about, like, just take, like, there's a couple of things that I don't always like to do. So I've just, I've segmented like 18 minutes a day for each of those things. Cause I'm like, I need at least two hours to do this, you know? And I'm like, no, you really don't need two hours. You could just go in and do 18 minutes a day. And then, but if you do 18 minutes every day, now you've got your two hours, you know, in a few days. So, um, and I think sometimes people get in that mode of, Hey, I need like, I need time and I, you know, I have these existing clients that are trying to create passive income, for example, you know, I have existing clients over here and I got to work over here. So I don't really have that, you know, extra hour, you know, like, what does spend 15 minutes, 18 minutes a day? And then, you know, all that adds up. And so you're still moving towards your ultimate goal, but you're just not, maybe you don't have the hour a day and maybe some days you do have it. So you go over your 18 minutes and do the hour. And then some minutes you're just going to stop right at that 18 minutes because you got to go back to other stuff
1: that can be attributed to everything. And a, a great, great point. Uh, I've read books, for instance, in that way, just 10 minutes a day. Yeah. And I, I, I look back, it's like, all right, I got a master's just by doing 10 minutes a day. <laughs> and it's understanding that those, how to chunk things down in those little, just bite-sized pieces. And all of a sudden you've eaten the whole elephant, if you will. Right. And how to break down the major tasks. Uh, the reality is that so many people say they don't have the time and yet in five years, and I've had people do this where no no, 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 this is gonna take too much time, Paul. I don't have the time now I'm man you you I, I need it today, I need it today i I can't spend five years, and then guess what I've been doing this now for sixteen years. I've been here to right. watch the people cycle over again, yeah, <laughs> and so the same people will show up in front of me five years later and then, and then I, I I'm allowed to tell them because I told them I'm allowed <laughs> to tell them uh, I told so, so. <laughs> um, the clock's still ticking you're five years later are <clears> you where <throat> you thought you'd be in five years inevitably the answer is no yeah I, uh, one of my great uh, one of my great students right now uh, she actually delayed in engaging with me uh, for four years. Like I knew her through a networking group and she kept saying, oh, no, no, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. And kept (laughs) resisting. And then she finally, after four years showed up in my event now, and, and not only didn't she succeed, she things actually got worse for her over those four years. And then now why do things get worse over time? Because if you don't take care of it, it, it festers and grows. So right. the worst in your life will actually take over. Yeah. So you've got to approach it. You nothing gets better over time when you leave it alone and you don't take care of it. So they it fastered and grew and it got worse. She got into uh, kind of hanging out with us, spending time. Now it's four years later.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Completely different person. Yeah. Built up two different businesses, got another business that she was able to close down that she had been working with her parents and went from $50,000 a year to now close to $500,000 a year in income nice. and a dramatic, And started dating for the first time in in a while. Nice. Uh, single mom, taking care of everything in the household, now uh, showing her, her son like, what success looks like and what that's all about and being the role model uh, yeah. for him started, lost like 80 pounds. All these things happened because we step up, we take charge. We we make a difference in our world and it starts internal, shows up external and it can change everything. Only she reflects now. She's like, well, if only I had started four years four earlier. Years <laughs> Why did not I just draw the line then? Yeah.
0: You we weren't ready. So, so and, we weren't, and, it's, yeah. and
1: people say that they weren't ready. However, they didn't give themselves a chance that most people don't know if they're ready or not. And true. I hear that a lot. And people like, oh, I'm not ready. How would you know? Right. No, that's true. Einstein Einstein says you cannot solve the same challenge with the brain that created it. True. And so you're in your own head. You don't yeah. allow a lot of other stimulus when you're in that frame of no, 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 no. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. I'm not ready. You haven't let a lot of people in. Yeah. And because of that, you're you're creating this arena that's isolated that you're looking to solve the challenge that you created all in your lonesome, all by yourself in this isolated bubble. And they get lost. We all do. We get lost in our own thoughts. Mm-hmm. and without the external stimulus, without someone by your side that can see the back of your head when you can't, you, you're, you'll you stay in that space for a long extended period of time, which is devastating to most people's growth.
0: And I think even just the people, you know, obviously hiring someone like yourself is one piece of it, but, you know, even just the people you surround yourself with, I mean, your friends, your, you Absolutely. know, fellow business owners, I mean, you can create, you know, if you say you don't have the money for whatever reason, like you can create your own accountability group and have like higher end people in the accountability. So you're leveling each other up versus being surrounded by people that you're like, oh. you know, I see that sometimes with my right. stepdaughter and her boyfriend, like some of the, the friends, some are higher level. And then some I'm like, oh, like, how do I, you know, how do you tell them nicely? Right. Like you probably shouldn't be hanging out with those people, <laughs> you know, like, cause like that's and just pulling are- you down instead of like, lifting you up and so then you don't right. see the possibilities because this person's struggling and doesn't you know it's just like an endless loop of struggle and that's yes. what you see
1: you're the average of the five people you hang out with the most yeah. and most people hear that and they go yeah, yeah 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 i and no 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 really you are the average of the five people you hang out with the most and so when yeah. we talk about money so if you're looking at just money your income will be within 10% of the group of people that you hang out with. So if all your friends are making fifty grand, you are going to be making somewhere around forty five dollars to, to $55,000 yourself. This is just a given.
0: Yeah.
1: And they, they've done so many studies on this and tested out yourself. The only exception to that is you might be making a little bit more when you're already in transition. So some people that are already listening to podcasts like this, they're in transition, so they might have bumped up a little. And and be warned, if your income is the highest of all your friends, (laughs) you're capped, you're stuck, you're stopped. Right. And the the concept that you would be able to double or triple your income over the next couple of years is almost laughable because you are surrounding yourself with people that are going to pull you down. And, and we say, and they're like, no, 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 my friends are supportive of me. (laughs) Except, and here's where it shows up and people don't realize you are now, you've got a major project. You've got a major client. For instance, you've got a major piece of, of something effort that you've got to put forth into your business. And it's a weekend. All your friends are going out Friday night. Yeah. Are they going to insist that you stay home? Are they going to stay home with you and help you with work? Or are they going to tell you, ah, come on, you need to lighten up a little. You need to blow off some steam. You need to relax a little in your life. Maybe get some balance. Come on out with us for the night. What could it possibly, what could it possibly hurt?
0: Right.
1: They just unconsciously sabotage your future success.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And people don't recognize that. Switch the scenario around. Imagine you're with five multimillionaires that have all built up their business and you're about to break through that ceiling. What do you think they're going to say when you say, hey, I've got this major project to do? Are they going to say, hey, Betty, you need to come out drinking with us tonight? (laughs) Right. No. No. Nope. They will be there brainstorming with you all night Friday and all day Saturday if that's what it takes to help you move the needle in your business. Right. Because you know my my buddies and I would get around the 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 table and we talk about you know how how are we going to create something more? What's yeah. the next million, if you will?
0: Yeah. And it's not about
1: money. It's about lifestyle. It's about what you do with the money. It's about Charity, yeah. it's about giving, it's about foundation, and all those right. things are part of our equation. I just got a uh, a text from one of my uh, team members about a joint venture who coordinates programs for children, and we're building a foundation for bringing this type of education to our high school, junior high, and beyond, uh, our younger generations, because we need to build the leaders of tomorrow, today, yeah. and we need to do that with a, with a platform that is accessible to them and brings it right to the table. And so that's our discussion. Like, oh, oh, that's great. That's a new rock, a new piece right. into our business. It's not about, you know, the, the celebration of yesterday or <laughs> sitting down and being distracted and depending on who you're hanging out with, those things will show up. Yeah. Yeah. So you've got to change your friends. You've got to deliberately focus in on where you're spending your time. Because if you're around grumpy people, guess what you're going to be?
0: <laughs> grumpy.
1: Grumpy. <laughs> yeah. If you're around excited people, guess what you're going to be? Excited. excited. You're right. around people that are talking about how to build a million dollars. You're going to build a million. You're around people that are, are you know, constantly their conversation is about jealousy about other people having money and how they don't and how dare they and let's take their money away from them that conversation will perpetuate in your life and you'll never have yeah that's the key that's the message right
0: yeah no i i interviewed earlier i guess last year um a young woman who's I guess she's 24, 25 now. So she came out of college. She was the president of her class at Penn State University Excellent. her senior year. Was trying to get a job in New York City, came out of school like in 2020. So everything shut down. Obviously, New York City was shut down. Um, so the job she had disappeared because they weren't hiring at that point. And so she just started her own branding company. Now, both her That's parents great. were entrepreneurs or our entrepreneurs, I should say. And obviously had a big impact on her because they were both very supportive and everything. But she moved, I mean, she was from Florida, moved to New York City from Penn State. She's like, I moved there because I could go knock on doors. I could, she's like, I had to prove myself every step of the way, but I could go knock right. on doors. There was, you know, no one knew me for being the daughter of the people down here. And she's like, I could build it myself. But I asked her about, like, Did you like your friends Were they supportive or are they supportive, you know, because you figure like 20 something year olds, like you were saying, and she's like, well, I have, I have created like a friends network of like early 30 year olds that are in business and have been in business. So they're kind of mentor, you know, like the mentors and the accountability people. And she's like. I just tell my friends if I can't go out, then I can't go out because she's like, I, during the week I'm, you know, working and, you know, I can't always, I may be able to meet you at six o'clock, but I'm not going to stay out till midnight because I've got meetings the next day. And so, but she had that kind of moral compass already, you know, but I think it's. I shouldn't say it's rare because probably not. I mean, just don't see those people. But you know, I think it's um, something that some people kind of sounds like you had it coming out of college. Maybe you weren't completely yes. dialed in asthma, you know, as you didn't have the why yet. But right. but you still had it. And I yeah. think you know, it's, it's like th- how do you wor- help the younger people? Then, like you said, build that earlier on, so they're not like, oh, everyone wins a medal, and you know, I'm like,
1: right. <laughs> There's, there's a work ethic that that I teach um my son and I, I I taught said earlier there's some of my best testimonials uh my my one son he was in when he was 17 years old he worked at Chick-fil-A mm-hmm. and so all my kids have had some form of minimum wage jobs some form of of and where they learned work ethic where they went to work and created this now he was Uh, On a path, was already accelerated with his learning, with what he was doing in high school, and he went to a great college. And now he works for New York Life as a, he's getting Mm a Series 7 any day now. He's taking the test for a Series 7 as a financial analyst. And uh, so he was on that path. So he knew Chick-fil-A was not his future. Right. However, he got Employee of the Month, (laughs) <laughs> While he worked at Chick-fil-A.
0: That's great.
1: Because he was one of the one of the best guys to wash your table. Like and and reflect on that. And it wasn't about the money or about that no. or accolades. He almost laughed when he got it. It was about just showing up. And I taught my kids and I teach my clientele all well, show up for the job that you want, not the job that you have. Yeah. show up playing full out no matter what is going on around you. You know, for instance, as a speaker, for instance, you'll end up in an arena where they promise you a hundred people and there'll be three people in the room. <laughs> it happened. Yeah. <laughs> well, what do you do? Do you rate the three people that are there? Do no. you show up and be a, a child? No, you show up and you play full out. You deliver like there right. was 3,000 people in the room. Yeah. And you play that way, everything that you do and watch the results that you get. Watch what shows up. My, my son's success track and what he's done over the last 10 years in, in the process um, it was evident when he won employee of the month at Chick-fil-A.
0: Yeah.
1: And that's really key and for all of you, I want you to resonate with that. Are you doing your best? Are you going to work, whatever you're doing? Are you spending your day playing it full out? Are you spending the day being a level 10? Mm
0: -hmm. Are you
1: spending the day being the best that you can possibly be? And it's not about for the people around you. It's for you. Because once you learn how to do that and you do that consistently, the world will come to your doorstep. Yeah. That's powerful.
0: Yeah. No, that's so true. So what have been some of the challenges I know, you know, of creating the businesses, the different businesses you've had over the years? Like, what have you run into? Because, you know, I think it, today in today's world, coming out of college and creating a business is a whole lot. Well, in theory, is a whole lot easier because of the Internet and online. And than it was when you did it, you know, 35 true, true. years ago. So, you know, what have been some of the challenges you've encountered you know, that you've overcome, obviously, since you're, you know, so successful in where you are, you know, what could you share about that?
1: For the people that are coming up now and and key components, emotional intelligence, and there's been tons of studies on this. um, We used to think IQ mattered when we were younger, go back 50 (laughs) years, IQ was all anyone ever talked about. How smart you were, what was your IQ test look like? And if you had a high IQ, man, you were, you were set. You were going to create huge success. Well, what we've learned is that that's irrelevant is that your intelligence level has no correlation to success whatsoever. That the smartest people can lose everything and have no financial abundance whatsoever. <laughs> no friends, no relationships, end up on skid row. The people that are not so smart. Uh, not so high in the IQ component can create amazing results and everything in between. So there's no, almost no correlation between IQ and success. Right. What they have found to be some of the key components to, to um, predict whether you're going to be successful or not is your, A, your emotional, uh, your emotional quotient or your emotional intelligence your ability to keep your head when others are losing theirs, your ability to manage your emotions in the heat of the moment. Hmm. I'm a firm believer that garbage uh, uh, shit hits everyone equally, that we <laughs> all get garbage in our life. Yep. And yet they look at some people and they go, wow, they're so lucky, look at all that they have, look what they do. And, and how come I couldn't get that that break? And yet I know from my life, I can compare notes with anybody and go, yeah, well, what about this? And what about this? And what about this? And that I've had some, some um, amazing hardships in my background and amazing challenges that I've overcome. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And when we start looking at that, what made the difference? How did we face those challenges and keep on moving forward? How, what was our reaction to it? Like I said, the speaker that shows up and there's three people when there was supposed to be 50. Uh, <laughs> and what do you do in those moments? I saw one speaker years and years ago who showed up and there literally, there was 25 people he thought there was supposed to be 50. And he berated the 25 people. Oh, geez. Totally sabotaged. And, and I watched from the back of the room totally sabotaged any success he could have had from the 25 that were there because of the 25 that weren't. <laughs> and that, when I, when I watch that and that's so much of what happens with people and then they leave events like that. And so I'm sure he left and later on that, that day, that week, that month, that year, looked back and went, oh man, that was, that was such a disaster of event and blame external forces.
0: Yeah. Blame the
1: coordinator of the event, blame the marketer, blame the location, blame... I've seen speakers blame whole cities and whole states because they didn't do well when they showed up to to do their presentation.
0: Yep. (laughs) I've seen that too.
1: What's the truth? What's the truth is, look internal. Realize that if you had showed up with a different mentality, with a different emotion, with a different approach, you would have created a different result. And so that emotional stability, emotional control, not not the knee-jerk reaction, the attack, the whether it's jealousy, whether it's rage, whether it's anger, whether it's frustration, uh, all those emotions in when you're looking to build relationships, build business, there's no place for them. Yeah. And so how, what do you do and how do you take charge of that piece of your life? And then there's a second piece that, that is almost a newer component in our world. And they call it an adversity quotient. And so it's not just about controlling your emotions. It's about what happens when the, the, the worst happens. When a huge block or barrier shows up in front of you. What is your reaction to it? And I reflect on fire firemen. And firemen are trained to run into burning buildings. This is not normal. Most people would run away from building burning, burning buildings. And in running towards it, they actually have to train themselves to have the emotional component that in that second, they step forward rather than back. And for most people, that's where the adversity quotient steps in, Hmm. is that when they see the burning building. Are they stepping towards it or are they running for cover? Interesting. And for all too many people in their in their life, they run for cover. And then once they're under the covers, might peek out a little to see what's going on. <laughs> and, and that's how they approach life. Right. And in the, the business world, and when we l- measure success, success will go to the person because when they peek out from under the cover... What are they seeing are the people that ran towards the fire that are already putting it out. Yeah. And those are the people that become the leaders of the organization, become leaders of the industry, get the acolytes, get the awards, get everyone running towards them. And they're still under the covers going, oh, man, that guy's (laughs) so lucky.
0: Right. Oh, man, that
1: that should have been me.
0: And and they berate
1: the person (laughs) that ran towards the fire. Yeah. And they don't take the responsibility to say, how could I be that person? Right. And so that is the adversity quotient. How effective are you at running towards the challenge when the challenge strikes? Running towards the fire when the fire hits. (laughs) And the people that have the emotional control, as well as the ability to take that control and run towards the fire... Are the ones that win every time. That's the equation. When you have that one-two punch. Mm -hmm. Is where huge success happens. There's ways to sharpen that axe. Ways to build those muscles. But you've got to get in the game. You've got to want to do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, you said two interesting, well, well, you said more than two interesting things, but it reminded me of my favorite quote is life is 10% of what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. So like, that's my, like, if someone asked me for a quote, like that's what I use all the time. So like what you just described is exactly that. It's like, you know, do you run towards it? Do you like go hide somewhere? What do you do? And then the other piece you said, um, was that personal responsibility piece of like, instead of blaming others or blaming, you know, okay, there's only 25 people in the audience There should have been 50. Like nah, now I'm not going to really do anything because I, I can't speak to just 25 people, you know, like, <laughs> you know, it's right. that personal responsibility. Why not take, you know, cause now you have more intimate settings. So let, let's build that bond with the more intimate setting of the 25 people. And, you know, and maybe you get even better results with that than you would have with the 50 people. Instead of blaming, you know, whoever you're blaming yeah, to no because it didn't happen the way you thought it was going to happen.
1: I'll tell you where this has shown up more profoundly, and it it's not always about just pure dollars, uh, business success. It shows up in all avenues of our life. Um, in 2020, when COVID hit, um, I was I, my business was. Ninety percent. I was speaking out in public. Right. I was running events all around the country and around the world, all across the United States, Canada, Europe, South Africa. We were speaking all over, and uh, most I loved live events. So I was doing boot camps nonstop, and so all so much of this business income was generated through live,
0: yeah,
1: person-to-person contact. In addition, uh, so. COVID changed all that. We had the instant lockdown. So 90% of my active income in the speaker world shut down overnight. Yep. Uh, the same moment, the same day almost, my wife had been diagnosed with cancer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And we, she was in open heart surgery, taking a a huge sarcoma out of her pulmonary artery on the 12th of March. Oh. 13th of March 2020 is when the lockdowns happened yep. through, for most of the country. Uh, and so I was kicked out of the hospital while my wife was still in ICU. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so imagine I went into the hospital like five days earlier. My wife had just died, been diagnosed with cancer. So they realized she had to have basically emergency surgery, open heart surgery, huge surgery, life threatening. And I get kicked out of the hospital while my wife is still fighting for her life and realize that 90% of our active income had disappeared in our speaker world. Mm -hmm. That's a one-two punch if anyone's ever heard one. Yep. What happened and the rest of the journey, my wife has had this uh, non-stop fight with cancer for the last three plus years now. And the end result is she just had another open heart surgery Mm -hmm. 30 days ago. And in doing so, that was the last piece that we cut out of her pulmonary artery, rebuilt it, and God bless the doctors and saved her life. And it looks like um, she's good to go and survive something that was unsurvivable. Two other hospitals had basically told her she was not going to live. And for, without saying it straight out, bend over, kiss your ass goodbye, and you were done. There's nothing more we can do for you. She'd gone through chemo, gone through radiation. There's nothing left. Mm. My wife makes me look calm. Uh, She is uh, (laughs) passion galore. Uh, Absolutely uh, takes all these lessons times 10. And she never wanted to take no for an answer. She knew exactly what her goals were. Her goal was to make sure she was there for her grandchildren and was not going to accept no for an answer. And all the doctors wow. had said, there's nothing you can do. We have nothing else for you. they there. Just just put your stuff in order. Basically, uh, there's nothing more. We can attempt to recycle and help you 10 percent here, 10 percent there. But there's nothing that's really going to eliminate this. Three months ago, we walked into an office and the doctor said, yeah, I can fix this. (laughs) Or after other doctors said, never, never, never. I want you to know that when you have the perseverance, when you have the adversity quotient to walk towards the fire rather than away, when you have the emotional control to to manage what comes at you and then Mm -hmm. decide what you're going to do about what's happening, not react to it, but take control of it. You can create success at all corners. My, li- my wife now has a long future ahead of her great. for living with us and seeing her grandchildren. The <laughs> business that we have, we never missed a beat. We moved into virtual world. Within six weeks, We had live, we had live virtual events that we were doing yeah. every month that created a magnitude of results that I could not have really <laughs> believed at the time. All because we had that emotional intelligence, we had that adversity quotient, and we put it to practice in all avenues of our life. This isn't just about, oh, financial success, and isn't that wonderful? It's about how do you approach life every day? Right. My wife would be dead if she did not have these philosophies and this mantra in her mind. She yeah. would not be alive today. So it sounds like this you and your wife are planet
0: synchronistic planet. in that aspect.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I met, uh, I've met
0: your wife before. Um,
1: yes. Amazing. A
0: couple, couple years ago <sighs> in Texas or maybe it was a year ago. Um, and I know the last time I saw you in Texas, which was just a month ago, that she had just come out of what the hospital after the last surgery.
1: Right. 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 So. Um, yeah. So things are, are doing well. She's awesome. breathing and everything is uh, phenomenal. It was a huge success. Uh, she's actually going to be written up in all the medical journals because this was great. a 1% club of success rate. Wow. Yeah, this was major. And uh, so uh, all the all the doctors are giddy because <laughs> they, they created this great success. But uh, uh, just amazing. And it's a great lesson for everybody yeah. that is in the entrepreneurial world, especially um, never give up. Ne- never accept the answers from the outside world for them judging you, for them deciding what you should be doing, uh, what they think your life should look like. Decide what you want and go after it with a gusto and there's nothing that can stop you. You Hmm. will create success.
0: And you may have just answered my final question of the day since we're nearing the hour mark. So uh, the typical answer, my typical question, which to me, that that was a perfect answer for that, but I'll let you decide is if you could give one tip to someone who wanted to start a business or was newer in business that helped acceler- you accelerate through your career, what would that be?
1: And the last piece, and I'll, I'll offer up um, a, a uh, re- reach out to me with an ar- support of help, um, get mentors, get people by your side, absolutely hire people to be by your side. One of the best things I ever did um, and mm-hmm. I'm a product of the product. I spent tons <laughs> on coaches, trainers, speakers to find the one that changed everything for me. Um, and that was about 16, 17 years ago was one of my major mentors that shifted a lot of things for me. And for everyone out there, definitely find people that you can lean into that are um, where you want to be. And those are the people that can support you the most to get there. And so uh, if I can, there's an offer I would love to give out to everyone here. Um, MaverickOffer.com and mavericoffer.com. And if we could put it in the the chat or in the description, but MaverickOffer.com. When you go there, one, there'll be a great multimedia book that I created on time management because everyone struggles with how to get the highest and best use of their time. Only the second piece in there is you get to access my calendar for a free consult. Absolutely take advantage of it. You get access to me. Yes, it's with me directly. It's what I love to do, especially new entrepreneurs out there, entrepreneurs that have been doing this a while as well to figure out what's the next steps, what's the tweak that you need to do to get to the next level. You're gonna have access to my calendar, to book an appointment, to get in there right away, and for us to talk turkey. This isn't about a sales pitch. This isn't about, oh, making sure that you get buy something. It truly is to figure out what your next steps are so that you can create the success that you so deserve.
0: Awesome. Thank you,
1: MaverickOffer.com. Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire.
0: All right. Thank you very much, Paul. I appreciate you joining me today.
1: My pleasure, Allison.
0: And uh, thank you everyone for joining the Dream Plan Stark Row show. I I do love working with new business owners, you know, as well as those kind of who want to start a business. So if you do have any questions for me, please go to my website, dreamplanstarkrow.com. I do offer uh, free consultation and just to have a conversation see where you're at and see where you want to go and i appreciate you coming and i'll see you again next week thanks for tuning in to the dream plan start grow podcast with allison turner if you like what you heard make sure to subscribe and leave a review join the dream plan start grow community by following us on facebook or instagram at dream plan start grow see you in the next episode